This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. It's IVP author Drew Jackson here, and I want to tell you about my second collection of poetry called Touch the Earth, Poems on the Way. So keep listening until the end of the episode to learn more. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading. 1 Kings chapter 12, verse 21, through 1 Kings chapter 13. 1 Kings chapter 12, beginning at verse 21. When Rehoboam arrived in Jerusalem, he summoned 180,000 skilled warriors from all Judah and the tribe of Benjamin to attack Israel and restore the kingdom to Rehoboam, son of Solomon. But God told Shemaiah the prophet, Say this to King Rehoboam, son of Solomon of Judah, and to all Judah and Benjamin, as well as the rest of the people. This is what the Lord has said. Do not attack and make war with your brothers, the Israelites. Each of you go home. Indeed, this thing has happened because of me. So they obeyed the Lord's message. They went home in keeping with the Lord's message. Jeroboam makes golden calves. Jeroboam built up Shechem in the Ephraimite hill country and lived there. From there, he went out and built up Penuel. Jeroboam then thought to himself, now the Davidic dynasty could regain the kingdom. If these people go up to offer sacrifices in the Lord's temple in Jerusalem, their loyalty could shift to their former master, King Rehoboam of Judah. They might kill me and return to King Rehoboam of Judah. After the king had consulted with his advisors, he made two golden calves. Then he said to the people, It is too much trouble for you to go up to Jerusalem. Look, Israel, here are your gods who brought you up from the land of Egypt. He put one in Bethel and the other in Dan. This caused Israel to sin. The people went to Bethel and Dan to worship the calves. He built temples on the high places and appointed as priests common people who were not Levites. Jeroboam inaugurated a festival on the 15th day of the eighth month, like the festival celebrated in Judah. On the altar in Bethel, he offered sacrifices to the calves he had made. In Bethel, he also appointed priests for the high places he had made. A prophet from Judah visits Bethel. 
On the 15th day of the eighth month, a date he had arbitrarily chosen, Jeroboam offered sacrifices on the altar he had made in Bethel. He inaugurated a festival for the Israelites and went up to the altar to offer sacrifices. 1 Kings chapter 13 Just then a prophet arrived from Judah with the Lord's message for Bethel. As Jeroboam was standing near the altar ready to offer a sacrifice, he cried out against the altar with the Lord's message, O altar, altar, this is what the Lord has said. Look, a son named Josiah will be born to the Davidic dynasty. He will sacrifice on you the priests of the high places who offer sacrifices on you. Human bones will be burned on you. That day, he had also given a sign saying, This is a sign that the Lord has declared. The altar will split open and the ashes on it will pour out. When the king heard the prophet's message that he had cried out against the altar in Bethel, Jeroboam took his hand from the altar and pointed it saying, Seize him. Then the hand that he had pointed at him stiffened up, and he could not pull it back. Meanwhile, the altar split open, and the ashes poured from the altar in fulfillment of the sign the prophet had given with the Lord's message. The king responded to the prophet, Seek the favor of the Lord your God and pray for me, so that my hand may be restored. So the prophet sought the Lord's favor, and the king's hand was restored as it was at first. The king then said to the prophet, Come home with me and have something to eat, so that I may give you a gift. But the prophet said to the king, Even if you were to give me half your possessions, I would not go with you. I am not allowed to eat food or drink water in this place. For this is how I was commanded in the Lord's message. Eat no food, drink no water, and do not return by the way you came. So he started back on another road. He did not travel back on the same road he had taken to Bethel. Now there was an old prophet living in Bethel. When his sons came home, they told him everything the prophet had done in Bethel that day. And they told their father all the words that he had spoken to the king. Their father asked them, which road did he take? His son showed him the road the prophet from Judah had taken. He then told his sons, saddle the donkey for me. When they had saddled the donkey for him, he mounted it and took off after the prophet whom he found sitting under an oak tree. He asked him, are you the prophet from Judah? He answered, yes, I am. He then said to him, Come home with me and eat something. But he replied, I can't go back with you. I am not allowed to eat food or to drink water with you in this place. For an order came to me in the Lord's message, eat no food, drink no water there, and do not return by the way you came. Then the old prophet said, I too am a prophet like you. And an angel has told me in a message from the Lord, bring him back with you to your house so he could eat food and drink water. But he had lied to him. So the prophet went back with him. He ate food in his house and he drank water. While they were sitting at the table, the Lord's message came to the old prophet who had brought him back. So he cried out to the prophet who had come from Judah. This is what the Lord has said. You have rebelled against the Lord's instruction and have not obeyed the command the Lord your God gave you. You went back, you ate food, and you drank water in the place of which he said to you, eat no food, drink no water. Therefore, your corpse will not be buried in your ancestral tomb. So this is what happened after he had eaten food and drunk water. The old prophet saddled the donkey for the prophet whom he had brought back. So the prophet from Judah traveled on. Then a lion attacked him on the road and killed him. There was his body lying on the road with the donkey standing next to it and the lion just standing there by the body. Then some men came passing by and saw the body lying in the road with the lion standing next to the body. They went and reported what they had seen in the city where the old prophet lived. When the old prophet who had invited him to his house, heard the news, he said, It is the prophet who rebelled against the Lord. The Lord delivered him over to the lion, and it tore him up and killed him, in keeping with the Lord's message that he had spoken to him. He told his sons, Saddle my donkey. So they saddled it. 
he went and found the body lying in the road with the donkey and the lion standing beside it. The lion had neither eaten the body nor attacked the donkey. The old prophet picked up the prophet's body, put it on the donkey, and brought it back. The old prophet entered the city to mourn him and bury him. He put the body into his own tomb, and they mourned over him, saying, Ah, my brother. After he buried him, he said to his sons, When I die, bury me in the tomb where the prophet is buried. Put my bones right beside his bones, because the message that he announced as the Lord's message against the altar in Bethel and against all the temples on the high places in the cities of the north will certainly be fulfilled. A prophet announces the end of Jeroboam's dynasty. After this happened, Jeroboam still did not change his evil ways. He continued to appoint common people as priests at the high places. Anyone who wanted the job, he consecrated as priest. This sin caused Jeroboam's dynasty to come to an end and to be destroyed from the face of the earth. Second Chronicles chapter 11 When Rehoboam arrived in Jerusalem, he summoned 180,000 skilled warriors from Judah and Benjamin to attack Israel and restore the kingdom to Rehoboam. But the Lord's message came to the prophet Shemaiah. Say this to King Rehoboam, son of Solomon of Judah, and to all the Israelites in Judah and Benjamin. The Lord says this, Do not attack and make war with your brothers. Each of you go home, for I have caused this to happen. They obeyed the Lord and called off the attack against Jeroboam. Rehoboam's reign. Rehoboam lived in Jerusalem. He built up these fortified cities throughout Judah, Bethlehem, Etham, Tekoa, Bethzur, Soko, Adulam, Gath, Meresha, Ziph, Adoraim, Lachish, Ezekah, Zorah, Ajalon, and Hebron. These were the fortified cities in Judah and Benjamin. He fortified these cities and placed officers in them, as well as storehouses of food, olive oil, and wine. In each city, there were shields and spears. He strongly fortified them. Judah and Benjamin belonged to him. The priests and Levites who lived throughout Israel supported him no matter where they resided. The Levites even left their pasture lands and their property behind and came to Judah and Jerusalem, for Jeroboam and his sons prohibited them from serving as the Lord's priests. Jeroboam appointed his own priests to serve at the worship centers and to lead in the worship of the goat idols and calf idols he had made. Those among all the Israelite tribes who were determined to worship the Lord God of Israel followed them to Jerusalem to sacrifice to the Lord God of their ancestors. They supported the kingdom of Judah and were loyal to Rehoboam, son of Solomon, for three years. They followed the edicts of David and Solomon for three years. Rehoboam married Mahalath, the daughter of David's son, Jeremoth, and of Abihel, the daughter of Jesse's son, Eliab. She bore him sons named Jehush, Sheremiah, and Zaham. He later married Makkah, the daughter of Absalom. She bore to him Abijah, Atai, Ziza, and Shalomith. Rehoboam loved Makkah, daughter of Absalom, more than his other wives and concubines. He had 18 wives and 60 concubines. He fathered 28 sons and 60 daughters. Rehoboam appointed Abijah, son of Makkah, as a leader over his brothers, for he intended to name him his successor. He wisely placed some of his many sons throughout the regions of Judah and Benjamin in the various fortified cities. He supplied them with abundant provisions and acquired many wives for them. New Testament reading, Mark chapter 13, verses 1 through 23, the destruction of the temple. Now, as Jesus was going out of the temple courts, one of his disciples said to him, Teacher, Look at these tremendous stones and buildings. Jesus said to him, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left on another. All will be torn down. Signs of the end of the age. 
So while he was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign that all these things are about to take place? Jesus began to say to them, Watch out that no one misleads you. Many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and they will mislead many. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. These things must happen, but the end is still to come. For nation will rise up in arms against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places, and there will be famines. These are but the beginning of birth pains. Persecution of Disciples You must watch out for yourselves. You will be handed over to councils and beaten in the synagogues. You will stand before governors and kings because of me, as a witness to them. First the gospel must be preached to all nations. When they arrest you and hand you over for trial, do not worry about what to speak, but say whatever is given you at that time, for it is not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Brother will hand over brother to death, and the father his child. Children will rise against parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of my name, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. The Abomination of Desolation But when you see the abomination of desolation standing where it should not be, let the reader understand. Then those in Judea must flee to the mountains. The one on the roof must not come down or go inside to take anything out of his house. The one in the field must not turn back to get his cloak. Woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing their babies in those days. Pray that it may not be in winter, for in those days there will be suffering unlike anything that has happened from the beginning of the creation that God created until now or ever will happen. And if the Lord had not cut short those days, no one would be saved. But because of the elect whom he chose, he has cut them short. Then if anyone says to you, Look, here is the Christ, or look, there he is, do not believe him. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, the elect. Be careful. I have told you everything ahead of time. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. God, I thank you for your word. Thank you, O oh God, for just the warnings and the admonitions written therein, O oh God. Just seeing, O oh God, the way that the prophet that went to prophesy to Jeroboam about his own sin and wickedness, his idolatry, and leading the people of Israel to commit idolatry against you, the thrice holy God, and seeing his punishment and his, his arms stiffening, and then by your mercy and by your grace, because he asked the prophet to heal him, you did so. God, you are merciful. You are merciful, oh God. And there are times when we read the scripture and we read that passage and we see that this prophet delivered the message that he was supposed to deliver and repeated the command that you told him, which was not to eat, not to drink, not to travel back on the same road, but to go another way. And as he started to do that, an older prophet came and deceived him, lied. And then the prophet that actually believed the older prophet that came and deceived him, he, he went and he ate with him. And then he went back on the road home and then a lion, a lion came and killed him. Sometimes we just don't understand your ways. Like why, how come the old prophet that lied from our vantage point did not seem to get punished? And yet the one that was deceived and did rebel 
was punished and died. God, we don't know. We don't always understand your ways. Here's what I do know. You are God and we are not. Your ways, your thoughts are much higher than ours. We are not more gracious than you, oh God. You know, we are your creation, oh God. And we live by your grace, by your mercy, by your love, oh Lord God. And it is you who the all-wise, all-knowing, and holy, thrice holy God, who gets to determine the consequences, O oh Lord, of our sin in the ways that you always, often, often protect us from the consequences of our sin. I thank you, God. Lord, would you help us to be people who will be obedient to you out of fear and reverence for you and out of love, ultimately, wanting to worship you in spirit and in truth, casting down all idols, O oh God, removing all obstacles that get in our way of our fellowship with you, O oh God, not allowing wicked rulers to pull us away from you, O oh God. Would you help us to do that? Would you help us to worship at your throne in spirit and in truth? And God, would you make us like the sons of Ishakar? Give us discernment to know the times and the seasons that we are in and what to do. I thank you for the warnings and the signs about the end of the age, O oh Lord God. And we are absolutely in the last days. We know that we've been in the last days since Christ's ascension. And we thank you, O oh God, for the warnings that you give us. These are some dark days, O oh God. When we read that passage there in Mark, O oh God, and we see kingdom rising against kingdom, we see the wars, the rumors of wars, O oh God. We see the earthquakes in various places, O oh God. We see the heat and the temperature rising and rising steadily year after year, O oh God. We see Oh, Lord God, animosity and strife. We see the hearts of many waxing cold, oh God. There's confusion. There's destruction. The wickedness in the land abounds. Idolatry abounds in this land. Everybody is doing what is right in their own eyes. God, we pray that you would keep us. Thank you, oh God, that for the sake of the elect, those days will be short. Would you help us to make our calling and election sure? It's only by your grace that we're able to do that. We are saved by grace through faith. Thank you, thank you for your grace. It is a gift of God to be a child of God. Would you help us not to squander it? Would you help us, O oh Lord, not to take it for granted and to live lives that show forth our gratitude for being turned from enemies to beloved children of God? I pray this all in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Keep us in your care. Keep us in your grip. I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Hey everyone, it's Drew Jackson here, and I'm excited to tell you about my second book, Touch the Earth, a collection of poetry that continues what I started in my first book, God Speaks Through Wombs, poems conversing with the Gospel of Luke through the lens of my own experience as a black man navigating American empire. Touch the Earth picks up in chapter 9 and continues through the end of Luke's Gospel. These poems are about what it looks like and feels like to journey on the way. When our grand ideas about love, faith, joy, and grief come down from their lofty places and get into the dirt and dust of life, where things get real and faith puts on flesh, when they touch the earth. My hope is that these poems will stir your imagination, become prayers for you, and meet you wherever you are. You can get your own copy of Touch the Earth at ivpress.com. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code 
the word. That's code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at IVPress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag Get in the Word and hashtag Truth's Table. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Let's go, let